0: Check one, two.
1: Alright. <laughs> uh, three, three, yeah. Check three, it's, four. It's recording now. We're on, on. the mic. We've, we've started.
0: Check it down. <laughs> mm.
1: Alright. So, got some guests with me today for podcast number 16. Um, you've already heard them sort of destroy the beginning, but. Uh, so my brother Mark is here. Mark, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. <laughs> I also have uh, an observer sitting in a chair. As my dad is back, so hello, dad. Good morning. Not observer. Here.
0: If he can, if he's here.
1: Yep, if we he are. It's um, me too, right? If I have anything relevant. He's supposed to, this to be a silent observer, observer, but he's not going to be silent. So we are back uh, in my parents' basement. St. Joe, Michigan, we've got beer, we've got some chips, uh, and a bunch of stuff to talk about. So um, I'm here because I gave my first USPTA certification exam yesterday at Mark's Club in St. Joe. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. A couple of quick things, as a reminder to coaches that listen to this in Wisconsin, our coaches clinic is Sunday, um, it's coming Sunday the 20, sorry, Saturday the 26th from 1 to 4, I'll be presenting a topic on um, doubles, basically common mistakes, and how to repair them. My brother is gargling Jim Beam this morning, so it's, this might go a bad path. Uh, my, my friend Annette is going to be talking about managing um, JV tennis teams, <laughs> large ones. And then my buddy Tim from uh, Lake Country is going to be handling a lot of technical issues and how to teach um, high school players those things while you're in large groups. Uh, Mark is entering the contest between my coach, Famer, and my dad, who are having a battle for most listens. My dad currently leads by nine listens, so if you want to jump on and listen to uh, either of those, he's up by nine, and Famer's trying to catch up. It won't even be close. Not even close. So, uh, Mark thinks he's going to blow that out of the water, because he's got a Not little even of uh This is probably the last podcast you're going to have, because nobody else is going to be able to, like... Battle it. It could definitely be the last podcast I ever have. I believe that for sure. Uh, Sleep update. So last night, my dad hooked me up. (laughs) You won't get in trouble, Dad. He hooked me up with some Xanax, and that did the trick. I slept as good as I've ever slept. Woke up feeling like I had a hangover, but um, I think that's my new thing is some good prescription medication illegally given to me by someone who's probably going to end up oh in God. jail.
0: We should have all done something over the podcast.
1: We should have this annex podcast. Listen, that's going to be Dude, you can't say names. So. You can't
0: say...
1: You just put a doctor's name on the podcast. Yeah, you can't gotta do that. Delete, delete that. Oh. My bad. My bad.
0: Yeah. We have to start over. Can you delete that?
1: Oh, no, we can delete it. Right. Yeah, be sure to delete it. I think I can. That was a big mistake. Who invited the observer? Oh, this is going down a bad path.
0: You really can't delete that?
1: No, I think I can delete it. All right, cool. I'm not positive.
0: You are the mix master.
1: Um, so, Mark, I don't know if you remember, but many years ago, you and I flew to either Vegas or California, and you took some pills. Why are you so close to the mic?
0: <laughs> you are starting a podcast off so telling people I'm taking pills. Yeah,
1: you took, you took something. I don't know what it was. But you spent the entire... Oh, it was the neck thing. It was the neck problem. Yeah, I don't know. It was my nerve what issue. What your many injuries were. But yeah. You spent the entire thing telling me how we were brothers. And brothers got to talk. And I had four hours of sitting next to you high on something. I remember it perfectly. About, like,
0: Tommy boy, brothers got a hug. I had that neck... <coughs> that That's neck... That's good. Thanks. <laughs> I got that... I had that neck problem. Remember? Do you remember how I slept that night? Speaking of sleep, can we talk about that? Mm-mm. I remember the whole thing. We were in La Quinta, California. Nope. Yeah, Monterey, same thing. I slept. Didn't sleep. You tried to sleep in a bed. <laughs> in a bed, and I sat in the chair in the corner with the oh, light yeah. on all night long because I, I didn't want the monsters. To go I, to sleep, to wake up and start crawling in my neck. Yep, I remember. And you looked over, and I'm sitting in the middle of the night in a chair with the light on, and you're like, dude, why are you sitting in this chair in the corner? <laughs> I do remember.
1: So, anyway, it's my sleep update is, um, I found my cure. So, if anybody wants to throw some Xanax my way, you know I can't where, be on this podcast. You know. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. I can't do it. You know where I'm at. All right, Mark, I'm going to give go. you random stuff. Cause... Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, can I take my shirt off? <laughs> I'm freaking sweaty. So, so seriously, I'm this, so
1: sweaty. This is a tennis podcast for the most part. Are you Are seriously um, not sweaty? It's definitely <laughs> sweaty now, but only because you're taking this a weird direction. <laughs> Mark, I talked to Thamer about this. So I'm going to bring it up to you. People have asked me about it. Um, coaches who are unwilling to teach open stance on forehands. Even even staying open. What's your what's your take on it? Should those coaches be allowed to continue as coaches?
0: No, they should be banished from the earth. <laughs> they should be banished and put far, far away, like creating an island for them. An open stance island? Mm-hmm. No, like no, 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 non-open stance island. For the people who don't teach open stance on forehand, put them on an island.
1: Yeah, we could do a reality show called Open Stance Island. Love it. And the way they get... They win it is they have to change and learn to teach open stance yep. and then they get off the island, yep. like a boat or something.
0: And they have to convince us that they have truly changed and they're not just saying yeah. it to get off the island. I
1: like it. Yeah. No, I... We could have like a torch like that just props dude. But when they learn it, we actually light it instead of put it out and then they get to go off.
0: That's cool. I have thought about... I've listened to your podcast just you know. I've listened to all of them. Yeah.
1: Great. <laughs> cool. I just want you to know. So what about the open stance? Flamer was with me. So, it's modern. <clears throat> it's the way to play. It's how it's done. I have a disagreement with, with Flamer. Uh, I have a disagreement. I'm with you, I think. Wait, okay. you know you're, this is like, podcast is about talking, and you're stuffing your face with Doritos and pretzels? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I don't do podcasts without snacks. <laughs> um, so I listened to that podcast with you and Flamer. And <clears throat> I don't think... Open stance has happened just because technology just, I know it has, I know it's part of it. I don't think it's happened and all that kind of, that modern tennis stuff has happened because, all because of technology. I I don't either. I don't, but I thought Flamer was talking like technology was the number one reason it changed. I I don't don't think so. That I think that's part of it. So, I went back and I did my research, dude. I prepared for this podcast. Cause I want seven thousand listens. <laughs> no, I didn't have to go back and do much research. I already knew. If you go watch Bjorn Borg, you brought him up in your podcast with Flamer. But when you go watch dudes back in the black and white days, they were playing open stance. Borg was playing open stance. You can see it. Um, I just think it's tennis has always been has been taught for like four thousand years the way it should look, as opposed to the way it's always been played. I don't think open stance. I think teaching open stance is a modern way of teaching, but I don't think it's a modern way of playing. Does that make sense? Mm -mm. I think they've been doing open stance, the good ones, for a long freaking time. Not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody's everybody. But
1: would you hire a coach? He comes to interview for you and says, listen, I I don't believe in open stance. I'm really classic. I want to teach the turn and step stuff. Nope. He'd get McDonald's. He'd get McDonald's. Like when you interview people. <clears throat> that would be his lunch.
0: And they're good. They get like a fancy place. <laughs> like Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> red Lobster. Olive Garden. That's a little up <laughs> Apple there. Applebee's. Right. They get that. <laughs> uh, Qdoba. Qdoba. That's a big time. That'd be great. I'd but love
1: for someone to take me to Qdoba. They come,
0: come in and Q-doba. tell me, I don't believe in open stance. You should turn sideways and step in and follow through all out in front and all that stuff. They're getting McDonald's on the way home. And they get a Happy Meal. Nope. I got
1: that. I, I can deal with that. I, know. Uh, I had a, a a student of mine who is at another club now because she couldn't come to mine. Tell me, she dropped a pro uh, recently because he would not teach it to her, and I had been teaching it to her. And he said, "No, you have to go back
0: to it." She, I'd like to say his out. name on the air.
1: Uh, I do not know his name. Okay. But I will not say his name at the air on on the air. It's not really air because it's recorded. It's, Hate.
0: it's gonna go into the air whatever
1: um for any of you who have talked to me about this if you check out um ian westerman's page at Essentialtennis.com, he did a really good uh video on open stance using current pros and how they do it and watching when and where and i, th- I thought it was really good i commented on it and talked to him a bit uh, can i talk
0: to ian on the right now on your podcast Sure, he's not. You know, I don't think he's a listener. But if you'd like to, I think he's Ian, not here. I think Ian is a studier of tennis, and I think he'll be listening because I think Ian twenty four seven is listening to tennis stuff. I don't think he listens to mine. I don't know. I Disagree. I'll, Ian, I'll text him during the cast. Ian, and do see, it right now. I'll do it. Ian, I want to know if you're listening to this right now. But I just want to tell you, I signed up for your yoga thing. You're on your um, essential tennis yoga thing. Just want to let you know that I haven't done it yet, but I paid for it, <laughs> and I have the password. For your yoga thing. And I'm going to do it. All right. So, Ian, good
1: job getting my brother to possibly do yoga. But you did get some money out of him. So, I paid for it. <clears throat> All right. Sticking with tennis. I had a listener question a friend of mine today who listens a lot. And is probably the first one who told me she wishes I would stick to tennis. Kind of a joke now. But um, <coughs> she asked. She texted me. She said they're struggling. Did you just... It's <laughs> my mouth shut. My mouth shut. This is a mouth shut one. After easily winning first sets, her and her partner herself always tend to get behind quickly in the second set. She wrote, panic, we start panicking and things go wrong, is it just complacency, any tips to fix that Um, start of a second set letdown, which I think is pretty normal for club players. Um, Amy, here's what I do, some of the things, I'm going to let Mark uh, see if he's got anything um, I've taught a lot of players that instead of playing to six, when you start the match, you're actually playing to 12. Don't count to six. When you get to seven, the next game of the second set, to six, the next game of the second set is actually seven and then eight. And you don't have like a halftime. It's one game to 12 because I think most players get the six and then they take this long break they sit down longer. They chat more. They chill out, and then they start over at one. And I'd prefer to go straight to twelve. Something that has worked a little bit, and I think is an easier way to do it. That we're actually, if I'm playing doubles, I got to win two sets. I'm playing to twelve. I'm not playing to six. Six, six is halftime. Okay. Um, also, you can think points. You won Takes forty-eight points to win a match. Mark wouldn't know that because he doesn't do math. Nearly as well as me. Your mom doesn't but know math. You're playing, <laughs> dude. Your mom is my mom. Forty is 40- my mom first. 40- <laughs> 40- <laughs> yeah, true. You got anything to come back to you about that? Played anything 48 instead of 24. Um, I think a big one is, like I mentioned, shorten the set break. I don't know about your club, Mark, but most of my club players, after the first set, is this long, extended break. They take far more time than they were between games, and they sit and they talk and they go to the bathroom and they drink or rest and they come out it's like starting over and they lose that groove. Um, so Amy I think you should don't talk so much. Call me Amy. Yeah, her name's Amy.
0: Oh they call me Amy. <laughs> no,
1: she knows who she is. Oh uh, right. um, and use some of those. Um, Mark, you got anything for that? What would you tell your players, hey I'm struggling, I win the I win the first set six four and then I always come out and I go down oh three in the second.
0: This is gonna be a boring <clears throat> Response, but everything you just said is what I do. God, so smart. We played a twelve. So we played a. We we finished the first set. If and if I go, that's a tough thing as coaching too, because they win the first set and they're doing great. Do you really want to go so strike every coach in high school? Do you really want to go them because they're doing great and they're winning? And you go talk to them, and then they start losing, and then all the parents on the sideline are like, "They were winning until you went and talked to them on the changeover." You ever had that? Oh yeah, yeah. And then you're battling whether I should go talk to him, but you're like, I want to go talk to him to tell them. They haven't won Jack yet, but they won six games. That's all they won. So my response is exactly the same as you. It's what I do. It's exactly the same way, um, but it's you're a part of the problem of the solution though. If you decide to coach them, and you haven't coached them for the entire set, you just changed the variable of the mindset wow. too. Because they're like, he hasn't coached us the whole time, and we win the first set, and you go coach them. It's it's super freaking tough, dude. Can I can I ask and can I say something else? Say whatever. Nobody listens to this crap. <laughs> this bull crap, dude. This one <laughs> they will. Eighteen thousand freaking listeners. All right. Yeah. Especially so. with your face stuffed full of tomatoes. <laughs>
1: Jack Daniels and All right. beer. So.
0: since we're the same on this, can I do another aspect of it? We're sure. This, we're the tennis th- podcast. All right. Cool. Here's where here's another question. Here's where I have lots of stuff. If they win the first set and lose the and lose the second set, then after the second set you go. If they win the first and lose the second, and you go talk to them. They're like all down in the freaking dumps. Like their face looks terrible, and they're all pissed off because they lost the second set. But if they lose the first set and they win the second set, and you go talk to them, they're super happy and flying high and laughing and joking because they won the second set. So, what you gotta do if they win the first and lose the second, you gotta go have the conversation with them about how would you feel right now if you had lost the first and won the second? And their answer is gonna be, we'd be super happy. And then you say, how would the score be different? And then they look at Hannah and go, oh yeah, you're right, it wouldn't be any different. It would still be one set to one set. That's like a big moment. Facts, not feelings. Right. And you have to show them, it would be the same score whether you won the first and lost the second or lost the first and won the second. It's all mind games, dude. But everything you said, it's exactly what I do. I had a
1: rule when I coached high school and in college. I never talked to winning teams. I would tell them, if you win the set, I'm not coming to see you. You don't need me. We're done. Just keep going. Because I, I always felt like I would do more harm than good when I coached. Um,
0: no, I'm Which same is way. Pretty normal for my. And then career. you got the parent on the sideline. Can I say something else about it, coaching? Yeah, this right whole topic could be coaching high school tennis. Like we have a, we have a whole podcast, all right, but on that's not high what tennis. the thing's about. But you go ahead. No, I won't talk about it now. Okay. No, can I talk about it though, real quick? Yes, go. All right. If you're coaching a team, you got to tell them up front before the beginning of the season. I am not going to coach you all equally. Meaning, if you got eight Matt, in Michigan, we have four and four. What do you got, in Wisconsin? Four and three. All right. Meaning, I tell all the kids and all the parents, I'm not going to coach Susie for 15 minutes and Jennifer for 15 minutes and Elizabeth for 15 minutes. If I ignore your kid and I don't speak to them the whole time, it doesn't mean they're doing anything bad. It doesn't mean I don't like them. It's not personal. It might be a compliment that I don't speak to them on the the coaching. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, because I've had it happen early on when I was – Young, I had a mom say to me, I didn't appreciate how you talked to Susie for 13 minutes, and you only talked to my kid for two minutes. Yeah.
1: No, I get it. I usually would go out and, like, when I coached at Bryant and Stratton, I coached Des. She didn't lose a match in two years. I never lost. Not even close. I would go out, sit on the bench, and say, everything cool? Yeah, coach, I'm good. All right. Go finish it. We would never talk tennis. I didn't have to. We would usually talk about random stuff. All right, I gotta move on, dude. Are you you good with your Doritos? Feeling good about those?
0: I'm good with my Doritos. All
1: right. So I mentioned we did my first ever certification test for pickleball coaches with the USPTA yesterday, Um, and I just wanted to to get your thoughts, Mark, on how it went. Not how I did. I don't. I don't want to know. That'd be I don't want to hear it, Um, but what, did you learn anything from a coaching stand? Not just learn how to dink and all that kind of stuff, but, so I'll tell you what I did. I learned that students have the biggest voice over coaches, so we talked about it. There were three coaches, all three gave group lessons, I judged them, all three incredibly different. You were the judger. I was, I was the (laughs) judger, I had different um, feelings about all three, okay? But when I was done and I talked to the the students, I was shocked because the one I thought was the weakest turned out the students enjoyed it for the most part, and I I couldn't believe it because I was ready to say probably be a pretty harsh...
0: I heard that conversation. I was a pretty harsh
1: judge on that, and then I realized it doesn't matter what I thought or what I saw, these, these four people enjoyed their time and had valid reasons for it. And I think you're like me. I'm a horrible judge of coaches. I watch them for two seconds and think, you're terrible. I could I could take over, right? Mm. Um, what did you
0: think about all that? Well, I was there. So I thought yesterday was super cool. I learned a to ton. Well, what am I answering about? Which coach I like the best and, or what I had learned stuff? What was the call of it? I learned. General thoughts. I learned tons. I mean it, and I, that was the second time I've been through it. I, I went through it in Vegas at the World Conference, so I was seeing it for a second time, but it was different. I learned that if you want to be an amazing pickleball player, you got to be boring. You yeah. got to not go for the angle just because you want the angle. You got to stay cool and calm and. And uh, less everything, less hand, less wrist, less everything. It does not fit my personality at all. So it's probably good for me that I learned all that. I agree. To settle me down. I thought about tennis a lot. You know how when you run drills, and I know you talk about this, the best way to play tennis is not always the most fun. It's not always the best workout, but the best way to play pickleball, in my opinion, is not always the most fun. Just that's my personality. Uh, I learned. The lob... I didn't know the lob was, like, kind of acceptable. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, mean Yours is terrible, but... Whatever, dude. I freaking it. lob like a freaking beast. I think I hit the ceiling. Yep. Uh, and what you're saying about the members and their opinion of the instruction, I hear you. But I think it's that's very short-term, I think. I, I think what we see... Whether we know it or not, we're thinking long term. So maybe you didn't, we didn't like a certain lesson that we saw in that moment, in that 20 minutes, but we're also thinking whether we know it or not ahead a year from now and what we see, like when we're looking at a kid and we want to know whether they're going to be in our highest level class, we can tell whether that kid someday is going to be in the highest level class or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. The members, if they like it, they like it.
1: Yeah, I agree it, it definitely showed that that's, uh, not, I gotta be better at being such a terrible judge of other humans <laughs> in general, probably. probably not just, not just the tennis world, dude. that's not going to, that's not going to change. Do you um, like animals? I enjoy animals. <laughs> cool. Panda bears. Cool. Specifically. I like panda bears. Yeah. They're, they're nice. Panda bears are super cute. Yeah, they are. Um, all right, who's the worst behaved community, tennis players or pickleball? Pickleball,
0: not pickleball. even close, not even close. I'm just going to be honest, I love playing pickleball. You see me play it, I have a blast, but I am not a big fan of pickleball players. And maybe it's pickleball players that have never played tennis though, maybe that's it. You think there's something there?
1: Yeah, here's what I think, because I I did it, you've done it. I took took Moreland from all all tennis to 300-plus pickleball members over the course of three years, and we had fights. We had tennis versus pickleball, wanting to throw fists at each each other and me in the middle. Um, The noise, it was insane. Um, I just think it's because most of the pickleball community are not... It's better now, but back then, not former tennis players. They did not grow up in a tennis club. Or whether indoor or outdoor, they didn't learn how things work. Like, you probably had it. When we started our Prickleball group, they would just walk into the middle you of the tennis. You said prickle ball. P- what is that? You said
0: prickle ball. Yeah, play it back right now. I can delete that. you do that, Mixmaster? Do I complete that? You know pr- tells how you're hearing it? It sounds like you're hearing it in I mean, a different feel way than like I'm it, hearing it. I feel like it might need bleach. I didn't hear it. Anyway, I thought things like prickly pear.
1: They, they would do things like tennis players are on the court and they're up next. They would just walk onto the court in the middle of a point and start
0: I have changing clubs. Happens in my club and every day. set their chairs up. and um, Getting dirt all over the courts from the yeah, ours, super wet for whatever whatever reason walking through the
1: snow. Didn't realize we had locker rooms and they'd come out in their boots and their jeans and people would change on the court and pile up all their stuff and they didn't know. We eventually put two, I call them security guards, at the at the entrances to the courts every hour. So every time there was a change, I had a staff member standing there holding them back. Nope, you yep. can't go down there. You can't go down there. Watching the court educating them
0: um we had set a front desk person back when we first started yeah.
1: i think most of it's just they didn't grow up in that and i also think it's a world of people who were never athletes until now they're they're older in their age or their careers whatever and they didn't grow up being in the club world and all of a sudden they're the developed world De- is that what you said they didn't grow up in a developed world. world? No, they're not. They're not like the campus. Where's your underdeveloped? At? Where are you countries? getting your players? But they just they didn't know. And now I think I think it's getting better. We don't have any issues with our place now. Um, but I just wanted to bring it up and see if sort of what you thought about that. Yeah. Um,
0: Can I say something? God, what? Dad did the same thing.
1: I was asked, <laughs> Am I allowed? You just have to raise your hand. <laughs> He's in charge. He's the judger and the mix master. He's like the turntables. Yeah, the guy at your turntables. Do some scratching. For Couldn't it. get his microphone working for 20 minutes before this. Can yeah, you do some did scratching
0: it. for it? Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm reading the Will, uh,
1: not Will Farrell,
0: Will Smith autobiography right now. It's yeah. freaking awesome. That's my book recommendation. Book Can we do a book recommendation podcast? Yeah, let's do it. For real. I'm reading the it right now. Right after this. All right. It's a good book. Um, I had something to say about pickleball players. You did. It was really, really important. It was really, Oh, I got it. I got it. I can't remember now. <laughs> it was going to be important. Well, we can get back to it. I swear. Really. really as soon
1: as I remember it. There's not much um, organization to this,
0: this whole thing. That's cool. People. But I know it was important. All right. It's like super mega important. But. Good.
1: What do you say to the person who, the tennis player who says, I'll never play pickleball because it'll hurt my tennis game?
0: Um, shut their face. <laughs> like, shut, shut your face, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't actually say that. Um, I tell them that their volleys have to improve if they start playing pickleball. They've got to improve. The tension in the hand when you're hitting a drop shot versus a hard one. Wait, they have to improve? Like, take no, lessons? No, they if will... they play pickleball, if they start playing pickleball, their volleys will improve.
1: How about Got that? It. Yeah, you should have been an English teacher. Yeah, you should be <laughs>
0: a, you <laughs> that English person. <laughs> I could be English. Yeah. Wait, that's I Irish. Would, I'm a bit English. you Lucky ball. Charms. Yeah. yeah. So I tell them. <laughs> need some biscuits. I'm a little British oh, yeah. and Irish together in, in 3PO.
1: Mine turns into pirate. I've got some 3PO. Are oh, hey, you yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Irish spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, I'm not sure you're <laughs> going to beat that. <laughs> are all pirates Irish?
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> beat um, No, they and, and your brain. Pickleball ball, settle you down, dude. you got to stay cool. Like in those moments of those long, long, long points, and and holding back and not blasting when you... When you want to... (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Self-control, <laughs> <laughs> impulse oh, control. Lord. Oh this this is definitely the end. Of- <laughs> 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 it's, your, it's, your, it's your last podcast. Yep. Never, um, never to happen again. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> oh God! How uh, lasted?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm laughing at anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh boy. Alright, gotta oh get this. Boy. back. I try. Yeah, All I right. think it'll help your tennis. Good. Good answer. <clears throat> Continental
1: grip. Continental grip.
0: Yep. Continental grip. It'll help a lot.
1: Alright, I'm moving on. Something more serious. <coughs> so I asked Flamer the same question, and I think you and I have similar answers, but you might have somebody else. Your Your tennis go-to people, the mentors in your tennis world. So I had Coach Flame, Mike O'Connell, Cascarano, and then I had later too, I mentioned in the last podcast, much younger when I started, obviously, Mr. Murphy.
0: You I didn't leave him saying. out on that podcast, that first podcast. Uh, I felt like I, I really listened to it. You said him. Remember? How he this I know, podcast? but I
1: felt like I didn't say it enough. So it right. was important, and I wanted to. Do he this. was in the first one,
0: though. Who are you, who are your people? We i friend. Nobody else. Yeah, I do have other people. Um, in addition to everybody you just said, um, Murphy. I still sure remember seeing with the Red Lobster ball machine and his daughter Debbie at Four Legs Park that's how I met him the first time and we were on the court next to him um, <clears throat> Flamer O'Connell uh, first lesson I ever took I only took one lesson in my entire life ever and that was O'Connell no maker, right is that yeah. him yeah yeah maker. but that wasn't you know, a private lesson I was with Scott so I was being held back all the time yeah um, um, no another big huge dude for me is I got a couple I got really three big daddies Um, Pete Millitzer, Tom Walker, and Jorge Capistani. Uh, Pete was... Tom was the guy... It's a super long story, but Tom's the guy that I first met in Kalamazoo, which got me my first kind of in to West Hills Athletic Club in Kalamazoo. Once I got in there, that's when I met Pete. Pete taught me how to be a... Pete taught me how to be a professional, if that makes sense, like dressing and how to act in front of members in the lobbies. And he... Can I tell a story? It's quick. Yeah, go ahead. Pete was, I I was on court with my first, I don't know the rules. I was on court with, I mean, first ever ladies group in my entire life. Pete is running the group. He's explaining a drill to the women. I'm spinning my racket. I was probably 21-ish. I was spinning my racket around on my hand, flipping it and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying not to burp and hiccup and all at the same time. And Pete got pissed at me and told me, when I'm giving instructions and I'm explaining a drill to our group, you got to look at me and pay attention because they're watching you to see how you, as my you know, staff person, is paying attention to me. And if you're not paying attention to me, they ain't going to pay attention to me. And he really got peed off at me about that. I never forgot it. Tom taught me how to work with juniors, Jorge, Capistani, just been such an important person in my uh, tennis director life since I've been at South Shore. Just taught me how to be. Uh, the way he acts, Capesani acts, kind of gave me permission that I can act like myself. Because Jorge is goofy and funny and it's all about laughs and fun. And he wants to create tennis players. Doesn't care if they're high level nationally ranked play- tennis players. He just wants to create tennis players. And And Jorge is big. He's a big dude for me. So, Jorge, Tom, and Pete, massive influences with everybody you have, too. So, you have more than me, is that what you're saying?
1: Um, I'm going to list off some more.
0: All right, fine. Go ahead. Let's have a battle. Let's have a battle off. I'm going to. Do it. Um, All the pros that have sucked in my life, they're mentors, too. I'm not going to say any names, but you have to have been around the ones that aren't that good so you can learn what you don't want to be. So... I used
1: to, when I worked with Tom, when I started with Tom at Greensboro, my first two, three months were terrible. Couldn't stand it. I was already interviewed. I interviewed for jobs. I started a list. didn't have a phone back then, but I started a list of things I'm not going to do when I'm a tennis director. So Tom actually started with me thinking I cannot work with this dude ever. He was so, and he, he'd admit it. So difficult, like it was like uh, this training camp thing, and I hated it, and I didn't think I could survive. And I may I still have it somewhere a list of I things, remember. things I will not do when I'm a tennis director. Um, turns out he just liked to kick your ass for a few months until you got it, and then you realize what was cool about it, and this is this is right. But even like that for Tom. I, I, I still go by things. I'm not going to do this. Because at the time he was doing them, I didn't understand them. Um, but I still, some of I don't believe it, I wouldn't do to new new people. But I think the bad ones also influence
0: us um, in how we do things. So, in uh, 2001, I was on court in my first ladies group with Tom. He walks out on the court, literally, and I'm using that word correctly, you teenagers who don't use it correctly, <clears> ripped <throat> the racket out of my hand grabbed it, pulled it out of my hand on court in front of an entire women's group and took over and told me this is how it's done. And I had to sit on the side on a bench and watch Tom show all the ladies how it's done. I had to. He took mine. And uh, that was one of the toughest moments of my life in teaching. But Tom and I's relationship, like I'm sure yours, is fantastic now, because I did take it, if that makes sense. I didn't quit. I I didn't start crying. I didn't leave. I didn't. You cried a little. Bull crap, dude. I know you Um, cried a little. Well, when I left the court, not on the court, I cried in the car in the parking lot. But I took it and came back the next day better. And that was probably a big moment why Tom dug me, because I can take it. Those are good people.
1: Um, all right, a fun game I've never played before. This game is called... We need some game show music. Well, I, I need Tristan. Like, Tristan can do that. Wheel right. of Fortune type stuff. This game is called List Your Injuries. <laughs> so, this is leading to other things, that my brother Mark spent most of his career sitting on the bench because he was hurt.
0: Didn't, list your mom's injuries. <laughs>
1: Well, my mom's your mom, and she's had some, so we could play that later. But he spent most of his tennis career actually not playing. Probably played the least amount of matches of any human that played high school and college tennis. So, Mark,
0: don't let's worry. go. I can say this now, right?
1: Uh, well, we're playing list your injuries. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but...
0: All right, cool. Cool.
1: So, yeah. All right. Am I starting? starting? List list your injuries. Go.
0: I don't know order. I don't know order. I don't care about order. Because it's too complicated. I've had elbow surgery twice. I've had toe surgery. Morton's neuroma. That's what that was called. I've had foot surgery. I've had torn meniscus surgery. Nice. Yep. Super cool. Super cool. I've had both shoulders operated on. I have had my nose operated on. That wasn't like plastic surgery So people, Please don't listen to this thing. Mark I had plastic surgery in his nose. I forgot about
1: that one. That's when they yeah. had to pull they, the they, stuff out of your nose, right? Middle. The gauze. Yep.
0: I sat in our driveway with strings hanging out of my nose in case I sneezed and had to pull them out of my yeah. nose holes. Cool. I've had five... Serious hernia surgeries. I've had wrist surgery. What am I forgetting? That's <laughs> That's incredible. incredible. That pretty well. It's seventeen. Recovered. It's seventeen total. Seventeen total. Uh, I may be forgetting some, but I think that that might cover it. both right. shoulders, elbows, everything. Yeah. Let's play most painful. Uh, the most painful moment I've ever experienced in surgery was the pulling of the packing out of my Whoa. nose. Ever. Still, that's still the most, I, it's the, the <clears throat> moment, the most painful moment in any surgery process was when they pulled this stuff out of my nose. Uh, the most painful recovery from surgery that like went on and on and on with shoulder shoulder was really painful, but the nose, man, you don't want stuff pulled out of your nose, dude. Uh, I don't want stuff pulled out of anywhere. Freaking blood everywhere. So, yeah, that's cool. Let's uh, try yeah, not to. Like everywhere and scabs mixed in with it.
1: Great, thanks. <laughs> that's you're listening. But you're definitely gonna win yeah. with this. Yeah, um, I know. All right, did we play one match together in high school?
0: We did one. Like I was thinking, Legoti or Washington. <laughs> it was or, uh, it was a doubles match. We and doubles. It was postseason tournament. It was like the first round of sectionals or or regionals. It was. Did we call back then sectionals? It would have been sectionals. I remember. I can picture the courts. We played one match together. No, we played one, and it was. I think it was the first round of like sectionals or something like that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. I have no clue. I would have had to been. I thought it was like. Like my sophomore
1: year. Because I was. I was doubles with Spencer for junior and senior. And I don't think he'd ever split us up for
0: the state tournament. I wasn't that good. But I was hurt every single year. My, do you remember dad? My first year. Mm-hmm. I played a tournament with you. You were my partner. That and We played at uh, Leicester Square. <laughs> in Vincennes. And I. Uh, my socks. We filled my socks up with. Ziploc bags of ice so that my ankles could be frozen so I could play.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't remember that at all. Jeez.
1: Yep. Dad probably put a rubber band around the Ziploc bag. Probably. Have you seen all this stuff in the house? Yeah, I Every got- single item has a rubber band wrapped around it.
0: Mm-hmm. Got- he wants to protect his food products. Right. I had to take two off to eat my I chips suppose. right now. And by the way, my beer's empty and I think this podcast should do more supplying of... Shelly, give me a sandwich.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll, pro- I'll start providing food for in- in-person guests. Yeah. Um, More meatloaf. More <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mom, give me a meatloaf.
0: Mom, give me
1: <laughs> All right, Mark, this, uh, just don't take too long with this one. You told me there's no rules. Now there's you go rules forever, the But you, I know how you talk. Um, I know how your mom talks. So I put on here, How? where are you now? Where are we now? How you got here from... Conception? Um, so if you guys don't know, Mark is the tennis director at South Shore Health and Racquet Club mm. Fitness. Are you health or are you fitness?
0: Health and Racquet Club.
1: Health and You don't care about fitness anymore. Nope. So it's just healthy people. That's just, yeah. With rackets in their hand.
0: Well, fitness makes you healthy. I think you should have fitness in it. No All way. right, South Shore Health and Fitness and Racket Club.
1: That's too. Why fun. don't we
0: add South Shore Health and Fitness and tennis and pickleball and pa- paint? What Ra- racketball? I forgot about that sport. You have racquetball?
1: Oh, yeah. So we
0: got three racketball.
1: You're, so- you're in South Shore now in St. Joe. I know we took our USPTA test the first one together, right? Did we do it together in Fort Wayne? Remember yes. That? With
0: Mike Lang? Yes. Um, uh, I don't know, dude. I think that might have been my upgrade. I thought I did mine with Mike Lang at the Indianapolis Racket Center before you, because I've done everything before you.
1: Well, I do remember I, that um, I believe you got a three and I got a two the first time. So,
0: If you go, um, depends on the order, you go with the numbers. Some people <laughs> yeah. start with ones and some people For start this, with threes. Pretty much not that.
1: Um, so... How did you end up doing what you do? Like, why did you? Why did you go to school to be a math teacher?
0: Mm, well, one, girls, you're a dumbass, girls, not being able to leave the state. I <laughs> <laughs> was in at the time. <laughs> All that stuff. <clears throat> um. Oh. So I'm gonna tell the whole story in 37 seconds or less. Do I'm it. visiting a girl in Kalamazoo. I'm at a Wendy's. There's a guy in line with a Kalamazoo tennis shirt on. I said, I'm in town for the weekend. I want to play some tennis. He said, cool, you ought to go to West Hills. That guy was Tom Walker. I go to West Hills to just go hit a few balls. While I'm there, the tennis director's wife goes into labor and says, I need somebody to cover a class for me on Tuesdays and Thursdays for an hour and a half. So I drove six hours from to Vincennes, grabbed a few clothes, drove six hours back, same day. Didn't even stay overnight in the sense. Started working on three hours a week, $8 an hour, living on the floor of a two-bedroom apartment with three dudes. I slept on the living room floor, working at the mall during the day, teaching three hours a week at $8 an hour at tennis a night. The kid was in one of those classes. It was my friend Jason Ryan's brothers. They were at a country club. Tennis director resigned. They liked me. They got me the job at the Gold Lake Country Club, and that's how it all started. That was... Where'd you work at at the mall? I was at Hudson's, dude. I was in men's oh, freaking clothing. Oh, I remember the Hudson's. Yeah, Hudson's. Men's clothing. Is that place still Anything? a thing? It still exists uh, Well, Hudson's was Marshall Fields, or Marshall Fields became Hudson's. I don't think it exists. I think it's got a different name, but... Uh, I didn't have a car. I rode a bus. I walked through the snow. I did all the stuff that all the old dudes tell their kids that they did. Stood by the bus stop, in freezing cold in Michigan. Did you step off the bus? <clears throat> out into the city streets. Out into the city streets. Now there's a small town girl. Had a whole life <laughs> packed at my feet. <laughs> yep, yeah. I did. I won big. Did you? I wasn't Mama's Fallen Angel, <laughs> like you. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no Anybody listening to this right now that doesn't know about that, they're going to think I'm no insane.
1: One, no one listens to this probably knows the band Poison.
0: They're going to think I'm insane for well, that. Right I get there. it. So This podcast is all about me anyway. Yeah. So, um. And then the other part of it is you and I started kind of following each other. I wouldn't have got Greensboro if you hadn't worked at Greensboro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got there because you were there. And then from then on, it just, you know, that's how it started. Well, Flame and I talked about um,
1: how he didn't know Jack about tennis before he started. He started from nothing. He never played. He never did anything and took over. So um, I've eaten so many freaking
0: chips. Dude, this Doritos bag is almost full. Yeah,
1: Look at that. Dad. I know. Yeah, we can, yeah. Everyone can hear it. Right? Yeah, Dude, I'm just saying, you, you need can, to do better with your snacks. You can hear the sounds of you. Uh, Thanks. Getting... I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> what movie is that from? Dumb Dumber. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy.
0: Tommy Boy. I can I see you getting I fatter. Can... <gasps> no. Oh, oh snap! You just got snapped.
1: Stop banging on the table.
0: <laughs> All right. Um,
1: so thinking about that. So where you're at? You're what? 55 years old now? Uh, 67. And uh,
0: talk about that. Always say you're older than you are because then you look good. Yeah. Don't well, do, don't, don't do really that good. lying crap. So talk. I'm
1: 29. You talk to. I'm going to Ferris State in April to talk to their students about when we talk about pickleball and why it's important and what they should do. But um, what would you say to someone now who wants to go into the thinking about going into
0: the tennis business? What do you tell them? Don't there, go into the tennis business. Go into the racket business. <clears throat> don't do, not you have got to be well rounded. You and I luckily have had good mentors that guided us into that, I think, throughout our whole careers. Uh, and uh, if we hadn't had those mentors, we wouldn't have known probably, but you gotta do. You have to do it all. If you go interview for a job nowadays, especially at a, a country club or a place like mine that does tennis and pickleball, you have gotta do it all, man. Don't you dare go into an interview and say, I don't do pickleball. Even if you don't like it, say you like it.
1: You gotta I do agree. it. All. That's what I'm going to talk about. One of the testers yesterday told me before the test that she was at a club whose tennis director um, despises pickleball, hates it, said it'll never happen at his club. And I told her, get ready to take his job in a couple of years because he will, will not survive without
0: it. Um, That's what they said about Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> how a
1: Kid, now? Cobra Kai? how that
0: work out? It, it, it didn't
1: work out well, did it? Guy Kai's alive and well. Wait, Cobra guys the evil.
0: They're still alive. They're, they're still going. Yeah, but he had a rough time getting back to alive. I just think if you want to be, if you want to make it, if you want to make it in this industry, you got to strike first, <laughs> and and you got to strike hard. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you have to have no mercy. Yep. No mercy. That's yep. pretty much what I would say. You also have to have a
1: Mr. Riyagi. You have to. You have to. If without a Mr. Miyagi, you can't survive. Or Obi Wan.
0: That's cool, too. Who would I to fight, Mr. Miyagi or Obi-Wan? Miyagi is smaller and quicker. Does Mr. Miyagi have any weapons other than his hand? And does Obi-Wan have a lightsaber? Mr. Miyagi has one of his bonsai trees in his hand. (laughs) And Obi-Wan has a lightsaber?
1: Yeah. I I think the lightsaber. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Obi-Wan could somehow use the bonsai tree to block the saber in some form other if, for the people who happen to still be with us you can discuss that I have a mind my tree <laughs> alright it's back home moving on um, alright now the rest is just random stuff uh, do, you, do you remember running into that lady in the topaz on the way to tennis practice on main street we were going to practice at Lincoln, and I was in the front seat with Mike Markcroft sitting on my lap, and... What street? Snapper.
0: What, what street? Brett
1: and Spencer were in the back. What street were You were in Mom and Dad's new black topaz. By Kmart, the one that hits of the high school.
0: Did I, was she in a car?
1: What is that? Is that Main was street? she in a car? Yeah, Main Street. You were in a car. She pulled out a Kmart parking lot, and you smashed right into her. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember that. Remember I thought that? you meant that I hit a person like... I know what you mean. I hit the car. A person yeah. was in the car. But you had, like, you yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Six varsity tennis players in the car mm-hmm. and smashed into the old lady. Yeah. I don't know why I put it on there, but
0: it was funny. Yeah, he smashed the car up. I don't think it's funny, you now. It. I think you. I think it was mean of you. I believe it was... I didn't hurt her. Please let that be known in your podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. She was fine.
0: Yeah. Nobody was hurt. But I
1: think we were late for practice and probably got ourselves in trouble. Probably. But why? Would, why do we have six people in that little car? Um, all right, so... Your kids played tennis, right? Like my personal kids? Yeah. Yes. Mine never have. Why's that? Why did yours play? Did you start them when they were young like uh, force mine, them? But,
0: yeah, I would classify I don't know. So I never at any time ever. You can you can attest to this. You see, never have I said, you guys have to play tennis. I didn't, I don't like ever said it. I just think it was part of their life. Just they saw it all the time, and and their friends were in the classes. It wasn't just because I was there; their friends were in the classes. But I also don't think it was. And I'm guessing this is like your kids. I don't. For us, tennis was like a tennis club was cool and special, like super fancy. Like, holy cow, a tennis club! That's a tennis pro, and they wear cool shoes and drive a cool car. For our kids, it was no big deal. They didn't look at it like. Ooh, a tennis club, because they just grew up with it, saw it all the time, so it wasn't. Know, uh, it was cool. It's like Bon Jovi's kids probably don't think he's as cool as we think Bon Jovi is. I don't know. Bon Jovi's pretty freaking cool. I think his kids probably think he's pretty cool. As cool as us, are cool. Kids think we're cool. <laughs> no. I, I don't think... know. I just don't think it was a big deal. They saw it every day, all the time. I think they saw it as something that made their dad tired. Did you coach them? I coached all of them in... But not like... Like private lessons? Just you guys going out, hitting balls? I've never done private lessons with Tristan or Madison. Other than when they were little, just going out and introducing them to the sport, maybe? No, never done that. Uh, With Hannah, now, that's the... Hannah's the only one. Maybe Olivia a little bit. Hannah's the only one where I've really, really worked with, like, real one-on-one private lessons. But... No, I didn't. Am I, are you trying to make me feel guilty, like I'm a bad dad because I didn't? No, play kids on my kids. We have the same life. My kids don't play. I only have one of you know three minor step kids. I only have one that plays tennis now.
1: Mine don't. Mine don't play. They all did one like indoor season of one week group lesson, uh, and never. Uh, one, they wouldn't do it without if I wasn't the coach. I had to be the lead coach in that class, and they're not—they're not even coming. Same with so me. So that was—that was an issue. But our kids grew up the same way. They I actually mine, i don't think they know what I do right now. Like Annie asked me the other day uh, she was meeting somebody, and they were going to ask about what does your dad do, and she's like, "Dad, what do you do? What should I tell him?" <laughs> she's like, "I just tell him you do tennis," and that you know that sounds like so I had to tell her we we made some stuff up, but uh, mine don't play. Ben may play. I was just curious because I never once pushed them to play whatsoever. mean
0: me it's also tough. Kids, a lot of kids. So Madison, I think, actually said this to me one time. She said, "Everybody thinks I'm going to be awesome because I'm the tennis director's kid." I think she actually said that, and that I can see that being a pressure on a kid. Like I, I'm, if I'm the kid, tennis director's kid, I'm going to be awesome. I think she said that one time, but. I just think they get screwed too, because when we come home from work, last thing we want to do is go back on a tennis court, right? Oh god, yeah. Maybe they're nice to us, and they're like letting—they've been letting us off the hook. Like I want to play tennis, but I know Dad's tired, so I'm not going to ask him. I don't know, dude. We're just bad parents. Yeah, I think mostly
1: that's what it is. <laughs> At least in your case on it—not not mine, really. I'm pretty much Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Rest in heard. peace. Bob Saget from the Full House. Oh, I know Full House. I don't Full know House names. Is, his name Danny Tanner. Mm,
0: that's cool. I not know He was that. the
1: greatest dad ever. Remember at the end of every show? No, he we wasn't.
0: He's second. Sorry. Paul. Paul Angles? Yeah. I'm actually writing a song called What Would Paul Do? Paul Angles is pretty good. But, yeah, dude. He's he's number one.
1: But Danny and Tanner would... At the end, the music would come on and he would sit one of his kids down and he would have to mm. talk with them and it would end up and the world's good. Yeah. <clears throat> Danny Tanner, Paul Angle's top two. Um, What else we got? You got anything you want to
0: talk about? I do. Go for it. I have an announcement. Yeah? You ready for it? Yeah, announce. You may not want this. Go for it. I can delete. This is big. Here we go. Big announcement. I have an announcement to make. (laughs) Was that loud? (laughs) Could you hear that? That was very loud. I just want to make sure my announcement is heard. Um, I would like to announce that um, I am starting a podcast Oh, my God. Yes, I am starting a podcast. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to let you all know how lucky you are to be the first to hear about it. The name of the podcast is the This Podcast is Better Than Scott's Podcast Podcast. That is the name of the podcast. This Podcast is Better Than Scott's Podcast Podcast. What's it going to be about? Uh, Well, basically, what we're going to do is each week on the show... We're going to break down your previous show, whatever show you released. We're just gonna we're gonna go over it. We're gonna everything you say in it. We're gonna debunk everything. Like, Debunked. We're gonna hit like pause. Okay, Scott said this. This is why this is crazy, and we're gonna debunk it all. Whatever your podcast is, um, we're just gonna discuss your podcast and what's wrong with it. It's gonna be incredible, and we're gonna give away things. What do you what if, give
1: away? Well, this is going to be my last podcast yeah. ever for sure. So you're going to have to go back and listen to the previous ones?
0: Yeah. No, I've, I've listened to them all. I've got my notes. I'm ready to go.
1: That's cool. I'm, I'm ready I'm for forward it. To it.
0: Uh, I got a guest, my special guest for the first one.
1: Yeah. You ready for this? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Roger Federer.
0: <laughs> wow. I have to- How'd you manage to get him? I know, I know. No, that's not true. It's not Roger Federer. You it's not. Connections? Djokovic. No, Jokovic. No, it's not Roger Federer. I have a I have a guest that you don't have and he's exclusive. Okay. Are I'm, you ready? I'm looking forward first to first guest days. on my podcast. Again, the podcast is this podcast better than Scott thinks his podcast podcast. Okay, yeah, my I'm first guest to is it. gonna be somebody you haven't had yet. Okay. Yeah. I've only had three people. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cascarana. Boom! Oh, I can that, see it in your face. I like you the hammer that'd, on you. That would be a good one. Yeah,
1: I could go for that. Stop banging on the table. Oh. My table um, will be bangable. Alright, so we're about done, so if you want to... I don't think you need to forget what I was going to say. You don't need to do that anymore.
0: Dad needs to say something before we're done. All I did was observe. Yes, that's right that's Dad, you got anything I'm, to say before I wrap this? I'm fine. It was an enjoyable podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Observer. <laughs> yes,
1: the silent observer speaks. All right, that's my list, dude. Unless you got anything else you want to bring up, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. I have nothing left, nothing at all.
0: Nothing left to get, left to give. More snacks, cup holders. All right, next time. A better chair, maybe. A better. chair. And I don't understand why you get to wear headphones and I don't. That's just, bull crap. Just because it looks cool. You got. Pff, pff, I want headphones. Well,
1: next time, bring headphones. All so right. I'm wearing headphones next time. Alright, I'm going to wrap this uh, gibberish up. So, if you're still here, thanks for listening. Um, you play got some, to hear... Play some
0: out music right now. What you're I'm going to play some out like, music. It I haven't...
1: It. I don't know the volume very well. These people know I'm terrible. Fancy I'm it's playing
0: while All you're right, talking. Alright, I'm going
1: to hit some out music. It's playing now. So, yeah, now we're going to talk, talk out. Now
0: talk us out.
1: It yeah. Is out. This is it for the Podland Podcast. (laughs) I'll talk to y'all later. Peace out. Oh, mercy.